Well, hello and welcome to the Timothy Project. Uh, I was trying to not do a radio voice because Chad always says that I do a radio. Don't you? I always in the two you episodes make fun of me that every you time. Have in both been. of those, you make fun of my intro every time. So I'm welcoming everyone to the Timothy Project podcast. I'm your host Jerry Welch, and this is my um, encouraging co-host Chad yeah. Huntsberger. So yes. so proud of you. Thank Jerry. you. Yeah, there was. I don't know. We're we're gonna get into a groove, and and I'm figuring yeah. like maybe we'll find something that you won't make fun of. Mm, do you think? Well, sure. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah, we'll I can I can hope, right? One, yeah. one can hope. Yeah, but here's the thing. Here's what happens. This is very true. Our producer. Ah, yeah. Colin. I know him. Yes. He has an uncanny ability of sarcasm, <laughs> and. I'm I'm so inspired by him. Is that what it is? Because he's in here, it makes it so much more fun because he's also like kind of in your family. And yes, he and is. And so it's like, oh, I'll remember this is that so at great. Time. He is happy oh, yeah. when I am like making fun of you. So it feels oh, yeah. great. Is that it's what it is? Because he can't really join <clears throat> the conversation. So I'm <clears throat> like, it's kind of on his behalf. Okay. Well, I appreciate that. And I'll remember that come yeah. Christmas time when, uh, you know, when it's time to buy Are presents, buying et me a Christmas present? So, well, I, you know, not only am I not buying you one, <laughs> I may not buy Colin one either. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So yeah, but it's good to see Chad. Things yep. going well today. Yep. That's awesome. I am glad to hear that. So today we're talking about generations in the church. Okay. Did you know that there are six generations. Did I know when, when did I know? Did I know did that you know? when you told me that a few minutes like ago. 20 minutes ago? I just thought it was fascinating so I I think if I had really thought through it, yeah. I would have been able to figure that out. Did you did you just can because you name I kn- them all? The names of them. Um yeah, so we're going to so and the I, years that they okay, were born Alpha and how old is they the are youngest now. one. Alpha? Oh, that's really good actually. Gen I'm, Z. I'm impressed cuz most people don't know Alpha. Millennial Gen X. <clears throat> Buster Boomer, mm, they really chunk. The they bust. Okay, yeah, most people Boomer it. So just straight and to the greatest generation. Yeah, and they're they they get several. Look, names. At, did I just get that? Uh, yes, you did. I'm high fiving you in the Man. air. It's really amazing. I'm I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Now tell me what year what? they were born and how old they are now. Okay, so, <laughs> so Gen really Z Gen Z is twelve. <clears throat> or 11, around it, yeah, 11, eleven, yeah, eleven to. 23? Six. 20, oh, 26. You were close. Helps. You were close. Okay. So up to 26. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So that's the one we're going to talk about most today, right? It is. But yeah, that's the one I was trying to make there. sure. Okay, so yeah. So basically youth group and college mm-hmm. and a little yeah. bit beyond. But I think it's grad interesting. School. Here, here's one thing that I think is really interesting like as, as you're looking at this, because you started with the youngest. Um, looking at the oldest, like our oldest generation in our church today, that is the, the, the some call it's it the traditionalist. It's 80s 90s, right? 78 and above. Yeah, so so 80s seventy and born nineteen forty five or before nineteen forty five, which is interesting when you when you consider that both our current president and president prior are both in that generation. So okay, so you said born before nineteen forty five. Yeah. Okay. Because if they were born in forty five, yeah, sure, they sure. were. Yeah, it's before nineteen. Which is why they're we're also we're, we're so few left from World War Two. Like yeah, we're running out of absolutely vets. That part of it. And so there's some mm-hmm. distinguishment between those who were born early in that generation, mm-hmm. those who were late, you know, that but kind of thing. But people that, yeah, so like my grandmother mm-hmm. who just passed away this year, no. she she would be in that, she was born in 1930. Oh, yeah. Well, and I'm thinking in that age group right now, 
I mean, we have, like I said, the current president mm-hmm. and the immediate past president, both yeah. in that age group. So if you have people in this generation in your church, they yeah. can still be very active and even oh, yeah, run yeah, sure. the free world if so desired. Sure. And so, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah, so all of these are, I, I, I say all that to say, these are active generations, you yeah. know, they're, they're all, and that is an interesting thing. That's, that's a little different than what we've seen line up in the rest of church sure, history, sure, having sure. all these, uh, the boomers, they were born 46 to 64. They're around 59 to 77. Um, then you have the best generation, which was mine, Gen X, uh, which born no one 65 to 80. For your I know that's the problem. Like, that's why it's a problem for all of you people. I'm just saying. And you people. I'm even, well, I'm not in it. I am a millennial. No, you're not. I know that. You're, I'm a, you cannot be a Gen X. Or however, however there are some that would get me really closer mm. by the year marker. Absolutely. Some, some different. No, yeah. There's always that. a little bit. Yeah. And because I have two older siblings, mm. all of, they're, they're Gen Xers. And yep. so all of like my like group growing up, was I was in their oh, yeah. the same youth group with them, and so sometimes uh, there are some things that I are are more uh, stereotypical toward the Gen Xers. Well, and what I hear you saying is you're a Gen Xer wannabe, and I yeah. don't blame you because yeah. that's my generation. That's the greatest generation. So there you go. Um, like, so do we you have Gen X. Any of the books about Gen Xers? <laughs> they were like they're lazy. Hey, remember we're like focusing on Gen Z. <laughs> Actually, that's what my generation said about your generation. <laughs> so the uh, so millennials are born uh, 1981 to 2001, and so they're between 22 and 42 now. So I'm right in the middle of mine. You're somewhere near the, the... I'm 41. You're at the upper end of yours. Yeah, yeah. So you're the old millennial. I'm the young yep. Gen Xer. So here's, here's something yeah. that, that... There's a whole other uh, article, and this is messing us up, but I'm going to say That's it anyway. Okay. Go ahead. There, that I was reading about how someone would argue that, that all of the things that are stated, not just generally, about any generation mm-hmm. could be stated about that generation when they're in the season that they're in. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah. everybody talks about millennials a certain way, that they were lazy and blah, right. blah, blah. But when Gen Xers were 24, when 20 yes. years old, yeah. everybody was talking about them, how they were lazy. Mm-hmm. And when uh, the same thing happened when, like, you think about, like, the hippies. Yeah. Before that, yep. all the greatest generation was looking at them and saying, oh, uh, they're lazy, they don't yep. like anything, you know, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, every... It, it's it's see arguably many of the things that are describing the mm. different generations are based on stages of life versus times you were born. So oh, yeah. things like don't like change. Well, the boomers don't like change, but when boomers were twenty five, they were happy with change. Oh yeah, they were. And they it's those kind of things mm. that I think are interesting. That there are some things that are are categorized by the stage of life oh, yeah. that we try to put, oh, this is this is how that generation thinks. That's mm. how every generation in history, a teenager thinks they can live forever. Well, yeah. that's always <laughs> been the thing. You're going to tell me in a minute that Gen Z thinks that about themselves. Absolutely. Right? And it's like, okay, yeah. guess what they said about Gen Xers mm-hmm. and millennials and boomers before that. Which means it's going to be hard for us to figure out how to get along that's right. with all these different generations right. because we're at different places in our yeah, lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And some of that's common sense. Right. But then the other part of it, I think, is like, no, we need to stop and think. <laughs> and we need to be reminded every now and then yeah. of where we are. And that's why I think it's important. We are going to center in on Gen Z today, but I, I do want us to consider for the sake of our discussion that 
Gen Z is not the only generation alive mm-hmm, today, and sure. because they are where they are, there's uh, there there are things that we see or may notice about them today that may be very different in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of the things we'll highlight today are things specific to what we're seeing right now about that generation. So Gen Z uh, was born 1997 to 2012, and so that makes them between 11 and 26 years old. Hey, so, Colin, they can't hear you, but how old are you? 25. He's 25. Yeah. So yes. we have three generations right here. right now in this right room here. in the podcast. And so Man. that is interesting. We could have a fight right here just about Whoa. generational things, right? I thought we Wouldn't were that be unified. Fun? What in oh, the Oh, yeah, world? never mind. Yeah, I forgot about that. Okay. You're right, you're right. I was just thinking about the different characteristics and which one is best and which one. Anyway, uh, as we look, and we do have to be careful <laughs> as how we do that within our churches because it is super easy for us to center on the negatives rather than the positives, and we were talking about that a few minutes ago as well. Yep. So with Gen Alpha, that's they're, they're born after 2012. So Gen Alpha is that group. They're the, the uppermost realm of, of those kids are 10 years old now, so yep. very few defining Elementary characteristics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's very few defining characteristics out there about them sure. at this point. But today I did want us to talk about more about Gen Z and and as we're we're talking about reaching this generation that is between 11 and 26 okay. right now. Um, I've had the privilege um, the honor of being able to work with our college ministry over the last 10 or 12 years here at Colonial Heights. And so that's been enlightening and fun for me to get to know more of this generation. I think it's made me a lot younger actually, Chad. It's it's that's why I look younger, it's why I act younger. Um, so it's one of those things. Maybe I'm a Gen Z wannabe. You're a Gen X wannabe. Uh, I could be a Gen... Nope. You don't think? Okay. Well, Mm-mm. it's worth a try. You might be a Gen Z wannabe, but... <clears throat> nah, well, okay. I'm, I'm learning. Anyway, but it's been fun uh, to to watch them, to learn from them. And uh, I, w- I was doing some reading, uh, some research, research on Gen Z. I was training some teachers, and so I was pulling some different information um, and I ran across an article by Shane Pruitt. Shane Pruitt yep. works for the North American Mission Board with Jen Sind. Um, and he wrote an article, which I thought, out of all the books that I've read, his number one, it was probably the most recently uh, yeah. written one. Sure. Uh, but he highlighted several characteristics, I think six, um, that, that he suggested. You go find that article by Shane Pruitt. I'm not trying to steal anything that's his. Uh, but he had some really good thoughts based sure. on most of it. Uh, it sounds like his anecdotal information as he has learned, as he has talked to more and more and more of, of um, students uh, who are in this age group. But, uh, but I thought it was interesting, some of the things that he found. I thought it would be interesting to share with our listeners, with people that are um, out there doing ministry where uh, you know, to be honest, sometimes it is very difficult for us to figure out how do I minister to a generation that is very different from me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's why it's important for us to know kind of what generation we're in and, and how do we turn around and relate to others who are around us. And so, yeah, the um, here's a couple. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw a couple of these out um, for us to talk about. <clears throat> the first one um, is that they want more out of church and potluck dinners, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I thought that's a really good way to put that. I don't think they're against potluck dinners. Um, they don't mind coming, gathering together. Uh, you know, we feed college students pretty often, uh, in our ministry. And I can tell you this, they are very pro food. Yeah. So that's what they (laughs) like food. So, so I don't think what Shane meant by that was that they don't want food or those kind of things. But I, I think what he's talking about is they want more than just coming to church. They're interested in going beyond church like like what are we doing about it they want to come in and learn and they want to spend time together but they're really interested in doing something about it um you know a couple of the things that he mentioned is overall they're most of them if you talk to them they're not scared to die young 
they're much more terrified of not doing something significant with their lives than they are about dying mm-hmm. young. I, sure. I definitely, I can see that in this generation where they're ready and willing to go to the nations. Like yep. they like, okay, send me, where can I go? What, what can I do? So there, there's a, a, a big difference there. Um, they're also interested in being noticed relationally. Like they want more than just um, to attend a church, but they want to be known by mm-hmm. that church and to be a part of that church. I've been really encouraged by our college students who yeah. have come in and plugged in here and have done way more than just show up on a Sunday morning and say, I oh, checked yeah. that box. Well, I think too about, um, like we just had a, when we had students leave here mm-hmm. from growing up in church here and now they're going off to college somewhere right? and hearing them about the churches they're looking for mm-hmm. are they are looking for places they can plug in. They're looking yeah. for places they can serve. They're, they're actually, one in particular told me she was specifically looking for a multi-generational church. Mm. That's what she wanted to find. Uh, she said, I want to go somewhere where like there's grandmothers around, which is interesting because they are looking for that kind of relationship. They're oh, yeah. not just wanting only, you know, 20 year olds in the room. They are looking for some of that Oh, wisdom yeah. and insight. So it's it's good. And Shane Pruitt mentioned that specifically, mm-hmm. which is the next point, was they are not ageist, which right, is to right. be prejudiced against other ages or, or the people who are older. And he pointed back, and I also found some in other resources, uh, a book called Meet Generation Z by James Emery White and, and some other articles that really point to this interesting phenomenon where you had my generation had helicopter parents. There mm-hmm. were, you know, that that we were known like our parents were known as the helicopter parents. And we had we saw some of that and even did some of that in ours. And it appears that a lot of those kids, not every kid, but a lot of kids in Gen Z have the opposite. They have parents who are not involved, right? Or parents who are trying to be their friend or be cool or keep up with what's cool, you know, that kind of thing. And so, a lot of them are missing out on the mentorship. That yeah. typically comes from having parents who are parenting. Well, you know, the other kind is like the bulldozer parent. Oh, the bulldozer parent, different than helicopter parent. Mm. Helicopter parent just flies overhead and watches all of the things they do and try to stop them ahead of time. Bulldozer yes. parent is the kind that is most often actually your millennial parents are yes. this. Uh, they are just trying to make everything smoother. Yes. Make everything easier for the, the for Gen Z kid yeah. or for their alpha, whatever. Mm-hmm. And and so w- w- what that does is, again, it removes the relational aspect Absolutely. of, hey, let's talk through this. Let's work through this. So you got a bunch of Gen Zers who have been raised by bulldozer parent mm-hmm. and they aren't. So, so in that, mm-hmm. they're missing that relational aspect because all mom did was fix it. They called the school and said, why didn't I get a good grade? Ooh. Yeah, which that which we don't do at my as I was going to say as a teacher that does not go <laughs> over well. I just go ahead and tell you, but you don't if say you so feel that need to call your parent, your your you know, yeah, don't, yeah, don't yeah, call, yeah. especially once they get older. College right. stu- definitely college students do Correct. not don't be calling your college professors on yeah. behalf of your student. But yeah. those are the things that <laughs> that are are happening, right? Mm-hmm. So that that is a change, that is Absolutely. a shift, and I think we. Um, we have a unique opportunity yeah. to speak into that That's right. and to provide something that they're looking for. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we do shy away from younger generations because we think they think we're all old and stupid, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the interesting thing is that research tells us and, and finding from more than one place here, there seems to be a tendency to desire mentorship, to yeah. desire someone yeah. to pour into them. Um, they also largely value the why over the what, mm-hmm. you know, it's not enough just to say, do this. 
they want to know why. Why am I doing that? Mm-hmm. I do think you're right. Like that is some of the characteristics of generation. Just, it, it's uh, the age the that stage they of are. Life. Absolutely. But especially in this age where we see ourselves in this, this is a totally different conversation, but the what's happening to institutions in our day uh-huh. and age. And yeah. so many of what we have considered traditional institutions are blowing up or changing no or whatever. Question. And so they're not seeing that they're, they're not loyal to an institution. Right. They're loyal to a cause, to mm-hmm. a reason, to to the why. They, they want right. to know the why. And, and that's interesting for us to, as, as a church to wrestle with because it, it may mean that they're not tied to a particular denomination in the way mm-hmm. that we were in our sure. generation just because that's who you were. That's right. And, and so some things are changing. They may look more skeptical, but actually we may be getting down to a deeper, more real faith by doing so. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yep. That's, that's a thought. Uh, another characteristic, they would, don't want to be seen as the future of the church. They are the church. <laughs> they are the yep. church. Yeah. They are not waiting to become the church. Yep. They're the church today. If they are blood-bought, <laughs> you know, if, if they that's have right. been saved and and you know, brought into the church by salvation and and then yeah, they're they're doing it today. We're yeah. not waiting until another time. And so yeah, I think that's that can really get in the way, I think, sometimes of them feeling like a part of the church, right? Yep. Because we treat them like second class or some other. Yep. No, I think that that happens frequently. There's a there is a um all right, because they aren't they aren't loyalist in that way. Mm-hmm. They're also looking and saying, okay, I'm supposed to, there should be some sort of mutual respect mm-hmm. given to the teenager, the college age student, whatever, even though, uh, like, because I'm not loyal to the cause, there, there's a confusion as why aren't you respectful of right. me too? So yep. it, it's like, well, then I'll go serve somewhere else. Yep. Right. You're not you're not allowing me to speak into it mm-hmm. because I'm 20. Exactly. I thought I was a believer, too. I mm-hmm. thought, you know, and so there's those kinds of things that happen yeah. that the, the church has to say, oh, OK, like uh, it doesn't mean I don't still train them. It doesn't right. mean I don't equip them, but I do need to listen to them. Absolutely. And I think that's it. It's the respectfulness of listening mm-hmm. and and including them in the conversation. It doesn't mean that they have to have the answers or be given, right. you know, to handed all the keys to all the things. But it does mean that we bring them into the conversation right. and let right. them be a part of it. Um, they want authenticity and transparency. That's another characteristic, which I would definitely agree. I think they have a fake or phony radar like that that uh, goes off. Yeah. Like I think they see it. That they know it yeah. when it's there. I don't know. I think about back in my day. You just started whispering. I know, because it's like, I feel bad for saying this, but (laughs) I think I'm going to go ahead and say it anyway. You know, it's that kind of thing where it's like, you know, you had your preacher jargon and things that people would say back in the day, and and they thought it was so funny. You know, and and we use these colloquialisms that happen within the church, and we do that. And I think they see that kind of stuff as fake and phony. As Well, they put all of that into the category of televangelist. Oh, yeah. And yeah. that's not necessarily where it is. No, not but always. But I would say be, be, that's that's what they're assuming. Mm-hmm. Oh, and every televangelist is also lumped in yeah. to unhealthy. Like so, they that's how what they do mm. uh, because they don't trust absolutely the the, the system broke, mm-hmm. and so with too many times for them to trust oh, it. Oh yeah, and yeah. I don't I don't I don't even blame them for that. No 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 no. <laughs> that's yeah. one of those things. But I do think that's yeah. that's. A, Helpful to think through. Absolutely. Well, and and they're looking for that authentic authenticity and transparency. Yep. 
which means they're also looking for us to be real as, as leaders within the church, pastors, missionaries, ministry leaders. Like they're looking for us to be real people, mm-hmm. not pretending, not fake and phony, not plastic, not acting like we have it all together. Now, I, I don't believe we should use the platform to air our dirty laundry or right, to, right. you know, our grievances or, or to overly accentuate our sinful whatever behaviors, however, or to glorify that kind of thing. However, I do think they need to know that we struggle too. Yeah, that we're sure. not perfect, that we make mistakes, and um, I think by seeing that they see, okay, maybe I can, yeah, live up to this model being a Christian. Um, and then the final characteristic he brought up was there no brokenness at an early age. Um, this is a mm. generation that is exposed to more violence, graphic images, and evil at an earlier age than any other generation. They don't know a world without fear of mass shootings or terrorism. Yep, I would say. Mm-hmm. That of the things, this one is the most unique to this generation. Yeah. Different, you know, we were talking about oh, stage yeah. of li- difference. In some of the things are really mm-hmm. stage of life, fearlessness yep. in regard to I'm going to live forever and mm-hmm. uh, those kind of things. But in this case, that what they are exposed to is drastically different. And I think that's hard for uh, so many to understand. It's, it's, I think the closest thing I can think about it is like the the greatest generation. So let's go to the mm-hmm. other end of the spectrum. Right. And their understanding of war, mm. right, is different. The guys who were on the battlefield couldn't come home and talk about what they were mm. seeing and those That's kind of right. things, right? But they saw something. Mm-hmm. And, and now there are a lot of movies that try their best to depict what those men saw that Absolutely. even even in the 50s and 60s and 70s and 80s nobody had the ability to recreate those scenarios visually right. like like yeah. they do now and so you're just the the not again we're talking about war graphic mm-hmm. images we're talking about sexuality graphic images we're talking oh, about yeah. language that Words, words that, like, kindergartners hear now. Oh yeah, you know, Gen Xers were here in their senior year of high school. <laughs> yeah, because there were there, you had ratings on yeah. your TV and yeah. like prime time. You couldn't put that stuff in. There. Yeah, and and so it's like, oh, oh, okay, that word just got said in a cartoon. Yes, what just happened? Like that, yeah. I thought this was, you know, a yep. nice little Disney flick, Happy Times. Oh yeah, and now they're. Using and so so mm-hmm. all of that has been ramped up to Absolutely. so and capture that with mm-hmm. your brokenness piece, the divorce rate is Absolutely. higher, yeah. the uh, and the remarriage and second divorce rate is higher. Yeah, so they're experiencing multiple levels of brokenness, mm-hmm. uh, or seeing that or experiencing that abandonment. All of those yeah. things are at a higher level than they have ever been. Oh yeah. At least in modern history, absolutely, um, for us to to compare with, and so yeah, it is. It is a their understanding of life starts with brokenness, yeah, um, pretty early on, and if not in their own home, oh, it's yeah. in their friends' home. Like yeah, they're cl- yeah, it's yeah, up yeah. close and personal in their family. If it, even if it's not in their immediate family, right. so we think a lot of times, oh well, our church kids don't see that. Well, yeah, unfortunately, our churches are not totally different from the culture, mm-hmm. and so we see a lot of that same brokenness yep. within us. And part of that is to be expected because we're fallen human beings as well. We're, yep. But being saved by the grace of God, we hope that we can see these things 
and using the Bible and obviously, uh, you know, pouring into mentoring, teaching, yep. you know, trying to speak into some of these things that we know are happening with this generation. And so this isn't in that uh, stuff you just read, but I think mm-hmm. it is connected to what we just talked about with brokenness. This this generation is also less stigmatized by counseling mm-hmm. and therapy oh, and medicine um, and getting getting that kind of help. Yep. In fact, sometimes, uh, somewhat dangerously, but sometimes there is a like. That's just a part of the conversation. Who's your therapist? Exactly. Who's not? Not have you ever been, mm-hmm. uh, or the shy away from that? But no, hey, I talked to so and so. Who do you talk oh, yeah. to? Um, you know, well, those kind of things. Yeah. It's, what's really interesting is in former generations, mine and yours probably, but but others where. We would have hidden the fact. Oh, without that a doubt, we were seeing a counselor, or that we were not able to process certain yep. information, or we couldn't deal with whatever. And and like you said, is that's been destigmatized to such mm-hmm. a great degree. And I think a lot of it has to do with that. Not only are, are they dealing with this brokenness, they're fully well aware that they're broken. Yeah, like they know, like we're we're broken individuals. I just wonder, does that not give us a leg up on sharing the gospel? Mm-hmm. You know, if they already realize they're broken, then we yeah. have an opportunity to speak into that and say, "Yeah, you're right. We yeah. are broken, and we that's need right. a savior. We need someone to fix us. We need someone." Yeah. And so we have a good opportunity. And so that's a good segue into the next part. But before we go there, yeah. Well, what I no no this goes into that. <laughs> oh, okay, Cause, good. Because well, what I was going to say was, I think I could see it coming. What out of your our face. tendency is as preachers is because the the people we're speaking to are so broken. Mm-hmm. We want to present a, and this is goes back to your phony mm-hmm. piece, right? Yeah. That we want to present. Um, the non-broken, everything's mm-hmm. fine. We wanna, uh, we wanna tell all of these young, younger people than us. We wanna say, um, you can do it. Yeah. We wanna join the, the mm-hmm. banner of think hard enough, and you'll, you know, make all your dreams come true. Right, yeah. Kind of stuff. And yet, what they're wanting is they're saying, look, that's not true. Yeah, they it's see not the happening. World. I'm yeah. in it, and. So don't tell me that. Mm. So there is an, a desire, like, yes, speak the truth that brokenness is the result of sin. Yeah. But there is hope in the gospel. So it's like you don't have to just beat them up while they're down. Yeah. But you do have to acknowledge they're down. Yes. Right? So so don't try to tell them, oh, just just do better. Yeah. Think harder. Be, you know, be more. Focus on the right thing. Yeah. That's not, that's not mm-hmm. helping them. Acknowledge that they are down. Right. Now let's show them hope. Absolutely. And I think... That applies to our preaching. Yeah. I think that applies to the way we, uh, the things we write, mm. the things that we, the, the songs that we choose. Absolutely. Um, we, we allow songs to be lamenting songs. Yeah. Yeah. We allow for times of confession in our services. We allow for times of uh, songs like great hymns. We sang one this past week, uh, He Will Hold Me Fast. Ah, yeah. uh, we allow for those kind of songs that like, hey, he's going to be there. We we sing songs like uh, Yes, I Will, which is an upbeat song, whatever, mm-hmm. but it's saying, I will be in the valley sometimes, and so I will no. praise him. Yeah. And sometimes I'll be on the mountain, and I will praise him. Absolutely. And so it's like, Choose choose rich songs like that that allow for that. Um, choose the the, what, the yeah. way you preach and what you say. Do those kind of things, and yeah, that's the that's the the 
the way in which to address those things uh, instead of ignoring it one or playing the like i don't know cartoon pandering game exactly that's not helpful either yeah and so i was going to accuse you there for a minute of preaching on the podcast but then you talked about preaching, so you you, you redeemed it. But yeah, but yeah, but all of those are good. I, I think those are great tips, like things that we need to think about as we're ministering to this generation to meet them where they are, to understand who they are, because uh, they are the church of today. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it does matter, and let's be honest, they are the ones who are going to be able to speak into their generation, and um, we are going to try. Um, but peer-to-peer, relationship-to-relationship, yep. they're going to have these opportunities. And so I, I did want to segue into something that we're doing mm-hmm. that I wanted to announce here on the podcast. We haven't talked about it here, but it's a new part of the Timothy Project yeah. that we're very excited about that speaks to these things. The reason why we're talking about Gen Z is because we've been watching this over yeah. the last few years, and we've been talking about this behind the scenes. It's like, okay, we're seeing these things happen. One of the things that has really struck me is that, obviously, uh, we're we're in a church and we have traditional Sunday morning um, gatherings with sure. life groups that are connected to those. And so we have all these college students that are getting up on Sunday morning and coming. Mm-hmm. Their parents are not here. Nobody's forcing them to do that. Uh, they're coming week after week. They get up. I found out many of them are getting up. Uh, the cafeteria is closed, so they don't have breakfast. They're coming here. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to feed them, you know, because we're like, they don't even, they're not mm-hmm. even getting food before they get here. And they're coming every Sunday. And I've been so impressed yeah. by them getting up, bringing themselves here, doing so just because they love the Lord and they want to. But mm-hmm. what we're finding also is those who are coming are not kidding. Right. Like they're serious right. about their faith. Yeah, they yeah, yeah, want yeah. to grow in their faith. And so they're believers, they want to live it, and they want to make a difference in their world. That's right. And so as you and I have talked about this over the years, like like I know that some of the things that we have noticed are these very things, um, that they want mentorship, mm-hmm. um, that they want to be the church today, mm-hmm. um, that they're longing for this atmosphere of transparency where they can learn and grow. And so we're kicking off a new initiative with the Timothy yeah. Project this summer, um, and actually it's already open on our website where people can apply. Um, but it's called Omega, uh, and it's this really awesome initiative for summer getting this generation yeah. involved. So, Chad, tell us. Yeah, what is your, Omega? Give me, give me your uh, quickest um, elevator pitch okay. about Omega. Why would someone want to get involved in Omega? What is it? Okay, Omega is a I'm testing you on this. Uh, summer-long training and opportunity mission opportunity initiative yeah, for college-age students. So they come alongside. We will, the Timothy Project will help provide them with three weeks of intensive training uh, here at Colonial Heights. Um, we will house them. We will uh, train them, equip them, give them opportunity to learn spiritual disciplines and uh uh, evangelism, all different kinds of things, practical things. Uh, and then we will send them as a team to uh, Four Corners uh, Ministry, which is in Uganda, Gulu, Uganda, northern Uganda. And uh, they'll be there for about 40 days. And in those 40 days, they'll have opportunity to serve in a variety of ways, doing the work of the church, uh, investing in the Acholi people group. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so we will invest in them there. And so uh, that's the the pitch that we will be training and then sending out for a summer long uh, intensive. I was about to ask, how tall is this building? 
It's a real in the elevator. It was a long yeah, elevator, right? The like elevator we got pitch into about finished the fifth or sixth, seventh the, it floor. Fished at, finished at the forty days, and then I got excited <laughs> and was describing it too much. No, it was great. I think it's good because we are excited about it. We're it's like the something 14th we're fourteenth floor now. Um, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like I said, it's a long elevator. We're in a skyscraper. Yeah. It's good. Um, but I'm, I, I think I'm, I'm most excited about it because it does give us a tangible way to get them involved now and yeah. say, okay, you want to do something? Here, we're going to help you do yeah, that. Yeah. Um, and I realize it's not going to be for everybody. Um, but it is open to not just uh, our college students right. here, but to any college students could come in and be a part of this. They can apply on the website. Yeah. And so I love that, too, that it's not limited just to those who are here that, that we can you know reach out to. But it's also anybody who would like to be uh, right. involved. Yeah. In fact, so it cost, uh, yeah. but we are really thankful that we are going to be able to scholarship some of that, uh, a good chunk of that. In yep. fact, uh, consider that's that new. If, yep, that's brand new, hot off the presses. Um, in fact, it hasn't hit the website yet, but maybe yeah. by the time this is aired, uh, yeah, it will already be out there. So check our website, uh, thetimothyproject.org, and then go to Omega. Yeah, um, and you'll find out a little bit some of that good news. Yeah, um, potentially. So we're really excited about that opportunity to be able to cut the cost almost in half mm-hmm. uh, and really be able to uh, come alongside the students to raise that support and help them do that. Um, but so much of the cost goes to the work that's happening overseas, right? It's just yeah. uh, expensive to get over there. Yep. Uh, it's costly to stay there, all those kind of things. Um, but we're very, very excited about that opportunity. And um, the training will come from an expert. Uh, Dr. Yeah. Kristen White will kind of be leading the training part and that's helping helping us develop and call in other leaders uh, to be a part of that. Uh, you and me will be a part of some of that, mm-hmm. as well as others of our staff and other organizations that might join in by Zoom or whatever. Uh, but but they'll get quality training and then wonderful opportunity to serve the Lord. I'm sure there'll be some great resources offered in there. I'm we sure. love to give away books yep. and swag. My guess is mm. there's going to be some swag, right, Chad? Can't help it. Can't help it. Can't help it. But some good things there. A couple of dates that um, I want to make sure people know about that uh, if you are interested uh, or know someone who might be interested, mm-hmm. we have a deadline, an October 1 deadline, which this is airing on October 1, mm-hmm. which is the day to be able to... Um, uh, be able register to for free. Yeah, that's it. To bypass that $25 fee um, yep. to apply. But our applications will be open through November 1. So you have um, a whole month yeah. from the time you're hearing this to register. Yeah. But what we need you to do is register today. Yes. Register or get right that student, now. help them. Uh, that's what I've talked to a few of our college students. It's going to take a few minutes. There's there's some things that we need in that application that we need to know about them. And I'll be honest, we're looking for serious people, people yep. that are really wanting to be on the field, people who want to grow, people who are willing to put the work in. This is not, we're not saying this is going to be an easy summer. Um, it is going to be a summer of growth, a summer of challenge. That's right. um, and so, yeah, we're there. there's some time even to be spent on that application process. And so uh, we encourage you to go ahead and get started. I know one of our college students, I think, who is filling it out in uh, short five-minute increments um, over the span of 30 days. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, it, it could happen. Um, but it, may, it will not take as long if you sit down and get it done, those kind of things. Um, so just know that that's coming. Um, by December, we hope to be able to announce all who are involved. 
um, so that uh, we can get everybody busy with fundraising and prepping and all the different things that are a part of that. And so, like you said, we are super excited about this opportunity. If you have questions about Omega or uh, how to be involved or more things that are going on with that or any other aspect of the Timothy Project, we'd encourage you, first and foremost, go to the website, uh, thetimothyproject.org, or contact uh, one of us at uh, staff at thetimothyproject.org. Um, Chad, anything you want to add uh, about Omega or Gen Z as we wrap up? No, I think we said, um, yeah, we said all the things we were kind of hoping to say. Okay, good. Well, like I said, if you have questions or we can be of help answering uh, any questions about any of that, don't hesitate to uh, let us know. And thanks for listening today. Please like, subscribe, give us a rating and a review, and uh, share on social media. We would appreciate that very much. Also, we'll be back on October the 15th with a whole new episode, so be sure to tune in then. Thanks for hanging out with us today. We'll see you next time.